Nicodemus is an interesting character in the Gospel of John. We know from just before what we heard in today's Gospel that Nicodemus is a Pharisee, he's a teacher among the Jews, and it also says that he's a ruler among the Jews. And so he's rich and he has a position of authority and power over the Jews. And yet at the same time, he's seen some of the things Jesus has done and he's heard some of the things that he's said, and he's wanting more. He needs to know more from Jesus. But what we hear just before this in the Gospel of John, he sets up a meeting with Jesus at night because it's not a good idea for him as a leader and ruler of the Jews to meet Jesus in daylight because most of the leaders and rulers are not happy with him. So he meets with him in the night. And then Jesus brings up two things with Nicodemus in what we hear in the gospel today. They're having a conversation and Jesus is trying to lead Nicodemus into an understanding of who he is and the gift that he brings, as he often does in the gospel of John. So what are the two things he brings up? The first thing he brings up is the serpent and the cross. And the second thing that he brings up is this image of light and darkness. So a little bit of context to make it more, make more sense. The story of the serpent that was lifted up comes all the way back from the book of Numbers with Moses and the people of Israel in the desert. So the people are fed up with God. They're fed up of being in the desert. They're fed up of having this manna to eat and that's it. So they complain to Moses and they say, why did we ever leave Egypt? It would have been better if we just stayed there. Why is God making us do this? The consequence is that poisonous snakes enter into their camp and start biting the people of Israel, and many start to die. And so like the people of Israel are apt to do, they go back to Moses and complain again, Moses, save us from these poisonous serpents. So Moses goes to God and says, what do I do? God tells him, make a bronze serpent, put it on the staff, and whoever looks upon this bronze serpent on the staff will be saved. And then today, he says, just as the serpent was lifted up in the wilderness, so must the Son of Man be lifted up. If any of you are involved in health care, what is the traditional symbol for health care? A snake wrapped around a pole. What's happening here? They are dying from the serpents. What's God's answer and remedy to them dying from the serpents? To look at a serpent. Why is Jesus saying that he is going to be the same thing? He's pointing to Nicodemus that as the Son of Man is lifted up, what are we looking at? The consequence of our sin. What do we need to be saved from our sin? The second part with the light and the darkness, it's kind of Jesus' ironic way of taking a dig at Nicodemus because Nicodemus has to meet Jesus in the night. And Jesus is saying that people loved darkness rather than night, than light, and that people stayed in the darkness so that people didn't know what they were doing rather than coming into the light. And so he's kind of taking a jab at Nicodemus while giving us this well-known image of light and darkness. Context. Now, since we're dealing with Nicodemus, a leader, you're going to have to bear with me today because I'm going to try and convey an idea and so it's going to feel like a bunch of scattered pieces, but hopefully I can bring it home at the end. That's the goal anyway. So, 
First thing I've been wondering is, have I been preaching too much about sin lately? And if you answer no, it's probably just because you only hear me preach every second weekend and Father Daniel otherwise, because I have very intentionally, for the last six weeks, every homily has contained a discussion about sin and of the sacrament of confession. Why? Well, I'll just hit the nail on the head. Too few Catholics come to confession, and too even fewer Catholics come to confession as often as they should. But why do we talk about sin? Why am I emphasizing this? Because sometimes sin is emphasized for all the wrong reasons. Because Jesus says, I have not come to condemn the world. Those are his words today. I didn't come to condemn. And too often when we talk about sin, that's our approach. You did wrong. You're bad. That's not the point. That's not why we talk about sin as Christians. The Catechism of the Catholic Church says that conversion or our salvation, our hope of heaven, requires a convincing of sin. Our ability, our availability to be with God in heaven requires a convincing of sin. Why? Jesus said, I didn't come to condemn the world, but that those who believe in me might have eternal life. But what does he say right after that? This is the judgment that the light has come into the world. Our judgment for our sin is the light. Who is the light? Jesus. Our judgment for our sin is based on our relationship with Jesus, who is the light of the world. Why do we need to be convicted of our sin? Is because it drives us to him. If we don't have a clear understanding of sin and the effect of sin in our life, we will not be driven to the one in whom we are called to believe so that we might have eternal life. Because our salvation requires a conviction of our sin. Because, but here's the challenge. Here's why we don't like doing it. Facing sin without God, facing our sin without God, that's literally hell. That's hell. Hell is facing our sin for eternity without God. And so that's what it feels like far too often, a taste of hell. Who wants that? But facing our sin with God brings us a truth of the reality of that in our life and the assurance of God's salvation. What does that mean practically speaking? It means that I can feel the effect of my sin and yet weep tears of joy, knowing that I am saved from it. It means that I can feel guilt for what I've done wrong, and at the same time, a serene peace that I have been forgiven. This is what is offered when we face our sin with God, because what is the remedy for our sin? Jesus tells Nicodemus today, the Son of Man will be lifted up. To look at the cross, to face the cross, our Savior on the cross, is to look at the effect, the consequence of our sin. It's a mirror. 
But when we do it, we don't just do it so it reflects back to us. We look so that we see the one who saves us from it, who shows us the way through it. Because as St. Paul says today, that you have been saved by faith, not by your own work. The grace that we need to move through our sin doesn't come from our efforts, but from a gift from God. Here's what Pope John Paul II says about how we go about this. It is not enough to search the human conscience, the intimate mystery of man, but we have to penetrate the inner mystery of God, those depths of God. It is the Holy Spirit who searches the depths of God, and from them draws God's response to man's sin. What is he saying? Our awareness of sin doesn't come from self-awareness. It doesn't come from self-reflection, because our self-awareness and our self-reflection is rather limited. If that's all that we do in reflecting on whether or not I need to go to confession or what I confess when I go to confession, it will be very limited, because our sin is the darkness that keeps us from seeing clearly. What Pope John Paul is saying is that in order for us to truly see the effect and the reality of our sin, it requires God, who is the light, to make us aware of it. We can't see the full effect of our sin, only God. And it's the Holy Spirit working in our life that makes us increasingly aware of that. Why did Pope John Paul II go to confession like three times a week? He's a saint. Why would he need to go to confession that many times? Because the closer you get to the light, the more aware you become of your imperfection. The image that I always think of is a painting, a work of art. You don't look at it in a dark room because you see nothing. But when you shine perfect light on it and when you get closer, you see the masterpiece. It's the same in our life. If all that we ever do is look at it in the dim light, we won't see what needs to be seen. This is why Jesus gives Nicodemus this image of light and darkness. Come to the light. This is what we're being called to, to allow God to draw us into something that's more than just a material life. Because that's what Nicodemus is fixated on is this material working of God in the world. He's looking for another sign. He's looking for Jesus to free them from Roman occupation. And Jesus is saying, no, there's something more that you need to see, and you're not seeing it. You need the light in your life to be able to see it. Because the effect of sin in our life isn't just when we feel bad, and it's not just when we hurt other people. It's something more profound than that. It is a spiritual reality. It's a reality that affects our relationship with God. And I say this, including myself in this group, as a priest who hears confessions, one of the things that we fail to confess far too often are our sins against God. We confess often our sins against others, but I rarely hear, and I am guilty of it myself, of failing to do a proper examination of how I have sinned directly against God. 
which is the whole point that we're there. But Nicodemus comes back in the Gospel of John. Partway through, they're trying to find a reason to arrest and convict Jesus. And Nicodemus stands up with all of his peers and says, um, he deserves a trial. Doesn't matter what he's said or what he's done, he deserves a trial. He comes out of the darkness of meeting Jesus in the night and gives testimony to him in the day. And the last time that we hear of Nicodemus is at the cross. That when Jesus is taken down from the cross, Joseph of Arimathea gives him his tomb. And Nicodemus brings a hundred pounds of myrrh to bury Jesus, which is a royal burial. He treats Jesus as a king. So the question for us in our life is, will we stay in the darkness, in the ignorance of the real effect of our sin, which will then handicap our faith? Or will we face the cross, face our sin, and the light who is Christ that comes with it, and accept the gift of our salvation.